Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. In today's episode, we're going to talk about mixing batteries and why you should not do that. So if you're considering building a off-grid home, cabin, shack, um, anything that's going to be solar powered, um, you're going to end up using batteries, right? Batteries is your storage tank. It's like your gas tank, your batteries, right? Now, um, we need to talk a little bit about why you should not mix batteries, okay? Um, I see people do this from time to time, and I get the question from time to time, can I use an old battery with new batteries, you know? And the answer is no. <laughs> um, and I, I'll explain. So let's give a scenario that you have lead-acid batteries, okay? Now... Let's give a scenario where you already had a battery bank, like maybe you bought like four batteries or something and you've been using them and then you realize that one battery is bad, right? And you're thinking that you can just re remove that bad battery and just go buy a replacement battery and throw it right back in and you're good. Well, technically it will work. Sure, it will work. But the problem is, is that the other batteries that have been in place before that new battery will actually bring down the new battery. So what happens is, because the resistance and how the cells have been used on the old battery, once you connect it to that new battery, it will actually bring the new battery to the same condition as the old battery. So that's not good, because you're basically, like, how do I explain this? You are, you're, you're taking the life out of that new battery right away as soon as you connect it to the old batteries because the old batteries will always pull down the new battery to the same condition. And that's why it's really critical to buy all your batteries the exact same time, like all brand new batteries. If you buy them all the same time and you hook them all up, great, right? But you don't want to mix batteries. And so here's a tip. Sometimes it's better to oversize your, it's always better to oversize your battery bank. I oversize mine, um, lithium-ion batteries, but oversize the battery bank for a reason, because let's say you do have a bad battery. Well, depending if you're using six volt batteries or whatever they are, um, you most likely have to remove two batteries because in a six volt battery it takes two six volt batteries to make a 12 volt, right? So you can start pairing them up and then paralleling them down and seriesing all of them. So you have one big massive, ma massive battery bank. But if one battery goes bad, you would have to remove two out of that battery bank, that big battery bank that you have. So you got to remember, all because one battery goes bad, you still have to remove other batteries because you have to maintain the voltage of the system, right? You can't have it. It's, it has to be the same. So that's a problem that I, I find with lead asset batteries. I even had that problem many times um, in the earlier days when I was actually running lead acid batteries that, you know, I would buy maybe 8, 10, 12 um, batteries, all brand new, and they're all good, right? Running, 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 house is running good. Um, but then 
the issue comes up where you might have one or two batteries that end up going bad for some reason, right? And, you know, you can do your due diligence on trying to make sure the batteries are healthy, you're doing your best, but batteries, especially lead-acid batteries, they will go bad. Some go bad a lot sooner than others. And when that happens, I was forced to remove two batteries out of my battery bank. So if I had, you know, X amount, I had to remove two, and now my battery bank is smaller. Now, the first thing that some people will do is just go buy two more batteries and or one new battery and throw it in there. Yeah, don't do that. You're, you're basically just throwing money away because the old the new battery will be pulled down to the same condition as the old batteries. So it's not good to mix them. Absolutely not. Not a good idea. Now, I guess the only scenario that I could see or justify mixing batteries is if you had all old batteries, like just, just completely all old batteries, you know. Um, then you maybe could take a older battery, you know, that you could mix into a battery bank that was old already. Don't ever throw a brand new battery on an old battery bank. Don't do it. Not worth it. But you could mix and match older batteries together because they're all old already. They're not, they're not in the best shape, so it doesn't really matter too much, right? And you could build a battery bank that way, okay? Um, but you got to remember your you're building a battery bank out of old batteries that are maybe mix and matched and was some batteries used more than others. Um, so it'll work, right? But uh, the longevity of those, that battery bank that you're building is, you know, cut at more than 50%. You know, you're going to have issues at some point because some of those older batteries in there will finally go bad and then you're shortening your battery bank up, right? Now, I should also point out on lithium-ion batteries. So... Uh, a lot of people say that because it's lithium-ion, you can throw old batteries with the newer batteries and it doesn't really matter. Well, in a sense, that's true. But the other side of it is this, is that, like, let's say you're building a power wall out of 18650 lithium-ion batteries. You want to match, you want to test every battery to make sure the capacity of those batteries and the voltages of those batteries are really similar in order to build that power wall right? You don't want to be mixing and matching, you know, batteries that have way lower amperage, um, you know, um, capacity and voltages, because then it, you're going to have problems. And then get your guarantee that you're going to... And we'll be right back after this commercial break. I have to make sure you use a BMS because the BMS helps to burn off the excess power from the other cells. So if you have batteries that are in good shape compared to some batteries that are not in so good shape, you know, the other batteries will charge up faster while the other batteries that are not so good are taking their time getting up there. And so then the BMS would have to go in, you have to make sure you put the BMS in to burn off the extra electricity or power from the good batteries in order to allow the old batteries to catch up to the top end of those other batteries. So it's like working in reverse, right? You're kind of burning off the battery, burning off the energy in the battery from the good ones just to meet the old ones. So you don't want to mix and match it. So I don't care what people say about lithium ion. I use lithium ion, but all my batteries were manufactured the exact same time, used the exact same time charged and discharged the exact same time they didn't i didn't mix and match nothing and that's because i've had a lot of experience with mixing and matching old batteries from a long time ago with lead acid batteries that i learned my lesson and that's why i'm making this episode because i want to um try to guide people in more of a correct direction instead of um you know someone just making a battery bank and then realizing it's not working and then they, they get discouraged right from solar or whatever 
that's another thing too, right? A lot of people get really, really discouraged because, you know, they build something and then, you know, something goes wrong and then it seems like a never ending chain of events that they have to continuously chase down and fix or replace. Well, that usually is caused because you mismanaged what type of batteries you were putting in, right? So if you can just avoid it completely, then you won't have issues, right? I have, I've never had an issue with my new system. Uh, my system is going on a year now of the lithium ion, the brand new um, Epic system that I built. It is working awesome, guys. No problems. But I did due diligence, right? Making sure all my batteries were the same age, the same everything. Um, that way, I don't have problems. Because if I had, you know, X amount of batteries that were newer and one older battery that that was older, then yeah, I would be more concerned. I would have to be keeping an eye on the system a lot more because I'm mixing and matching again, right? So you don't want to do that. So um, yeah, be cautious of what you're doing. It's just not worth to mix an, a new battery in an old battery bank. Don't do it. Um I understand sometimes that it's hard for some people to accumulate the funds in order to build a new battery bank, and I completely understand. I, I'm on I'm on your side on that. I understand that, um, but you have to think about the economics of buying new batteries and throwing them onto old batteries when you're basically just taking money out of your pocket and flushing it down the toilet because you're you know you're pulling down the old the new batteries to the condition of old batteries. To me, it doesn't make sense, right? To me, it would make more sense to go find an, another old battery somewhere and throw it onto the old battery bank. Don't throw a new battery on there. It's just not going to be worth it for you. I just want to save you guys the headache and the money and all the problems you're going to have by doing that, right? Now, you could set up like maybe even two separate battery banks that are not connected to each other technically. Uh, that way, you would have like a fallback battery bank, right? You could have one battery bank that was you know, all old batteries, and then you could have one battery bank that had all new batteries, right? And then that way you had a fallback. But at the end of the day, um, just build your battery bank as big as you can or as, as big as you can afford. That is the biggest tip I can give you. Build it big, okay? Because you will use the power, okay? So build it as big as you can and as, as, as much as you can afford because when some of those batteries start to go bad, you can afford to remove them from the battery bank and still be okay, still have more than enough power to power whatever you need. But if you start off with a small battery bank of like maybe two or four batteries, well, you're going to suffer in the end, right? Because you cannot mix the batteries. It's not going to be beneficial. So, you know, there's pros and cons to everything. I know a lot of people are on a budget and I, I completely understand that. And um, But you have to pick and choose your battles because if you continuously keep building small battery banks and mixing and matching, you will spend way more money messing around with that than when you could have just bought and built a big battery bank to begin with and just removed batteries as they went bad. And then at some point, you'll get down to a point where the battery bank is too small to serve your purposes, and then you're basically going to have to get ready to build a new battery bank, right? That's going to be talking years down the road, obviously, but um, you know that's what's going to happen, especially with the lead-acid batteries. They're pretty famous for that. I don't know. I, I've gone through a lot of lead-acid batteries, um, different types of them, and um, I've, my experience with them is depending on the usage, right, um, and how you abuse the battery and, you know, how much you're, you're keeping the batteries charged, um, that really is going to determine how long your battery is going to last for you. Um, but I do notice, uh, depending on if, you, if you're really good at keeping your batteries charged and you had enough batteries to start up, then, um, you know, you could expect anywhere between four to maybe eight years right around there. Um, at usually at right around the four or five year mark, the battery, it, lead acid batteries are usually already 
um, 50% used up as far as their um, potential um, energy that it can hold, right? That's why I didn't care for the asset batteries. They're just oh, too much maintenance, guys. And all the problems with them, especially with the acid and, oh, my goodness. Let me tell you guys, I definitely did my battles with lead-acid batteries many times. I've used all kinds of batteries in the lead-acid form. And don't get me wrong, it got me by for sure. It got me to where I'm at now. Um, but there was a lot of headache and a lot of learning curve that I went through. And that's why I want to share my information with everyone as much as possible. So anyway, guys, don't mix and match your batteries unless you're mixing and matching all old batteries to begin with. <laughs> so anyway, guys, thanks for tuning in and I'll definitely see you guys on the next episode. Go listen, download and subscribe to the modern off grid DIY podcast available today on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify and YouTube. Modern off grid DIY, inspiring others to think outside the box. Support the podcast today. It's also available on anchor.fm slash free your mind. And there's already a ton of episodes for you to binge listen to and learn how to live off the grid in these modern times and do it yourself. Once again, it's titled Modern Off-Grid DIY. It's also available on Podbean, Stitcher, Breaker.audio, and Overcast.fm. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on new releases, Modern Off-Grid DIY. Go listen, download, and subscribe today.